Parenting Young Children. Welcome to a podcast where real parents share funny stories, needed venting, and life-saving tips. My name is Caleb Howard, and today's topic is getting out the door in the busy day-to-day. And I'll be joined today by my wife, Sarah, and our friends, Ben and Jesse Acoff. Stay tuned to hear us share getting out the door struggles that include backing into a van, saying a curse word in front of the kids, sleeping in too late, losing keys, a wagon ride to school, and more, including getting out the door tips that we've learned along the way. You are an irreplaceable gift to your children, and what you do to love and lead them every day is so significant. We're glad that you're listening and invite you to get involved in our parenting community by commenting, sending questions, and adding your tips to these significant discussions. So I'm excited that I um, have here today my wife and some friends, Ben and Jesse. Um, I'd like my wife to start by just saying um, our daughter's names and ages. All right. We have two girls, Ava, who is eight, and Bethany, who is six. And Ben and Jesse, thanks so much for being here. Can you say hello and your kids' names and ages? Hello. Hi. We have Becky, who's seven, Connor, six, Naomi, three, and two-year-old twins, Ellie and Eli. So we're so glad that you guys are here. And thank you to everyone that's joining in on hearing the topic today, which is getting everyone out the door in the busy day-to-day. So I can picture you as you're like starting to hear this, you're getting like little smiles and smirks um, uh, because all of us as parents, I'm sure it's one of the times of the day where we could probably be pulling out our hair. And um, and so why don't we all start uh, by sharing some of those stories. And I'd like to go first, telling a story about my wife. And we should be clear about this story that um, <laughs> this was one of the instances where it was only Sarah getting her two, our, our two girls out of, out of um, someone else's house. And uh, a little bit of a rush. I wasn't there. Um, I don't quite remember what made it a rush, but my wife felt like she needed to be leaving quite quickly. Got the girls in the car successfully but uh, pulled out of the, of the driveway without checking behind her too much and uh, backed into her parents' van, which then made um, not only a big crunching sound because uh, our bumper got a little bit displaced, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but out of her mouth and all of the uh, frustration and quickness came out the word S-H-I-T. <laughs> And my daughters are in the back seat. So she proceeds to just feel like, oh, no, what am I going to do? And sometimes in those moments, you don't know what to do. So she um, she wanted to text me and tell me, like, oh, no, what do I do? Instead of texting me, she ended up texting on the family thread that has not only all of her siblings and in-laws and parents, but also all of the nephews and nieces and it says, the text says, oh no, Caleb, I rear-ended my parents' van, and I said S-H-I-T really loud. And so now all of the nieces and nephews are hearing the story about their aunt crashing into the van and cursing. And I quickly texted Sarah on a different thread, and I was like, honey, I think you're on the wrong texting thread. 
And like, I was right <laughs> I was right outside the family house, my parents' house, and everyone was inside hearing about what I had just done. <laughs> That's true. Nice. What were you even uh, leaving from or was it a rush or you Yeah, my my extended family was in my parents' house and we were going to um we were, what is that seafood place called in Cape May? The Lobster the House. The Lobster House. We were going there for someone's birthday, and we had to rush home to change clothes because we had been swimming and to pick Caleb, to pick you up. And um, I, everyone was, like, stressed about, like, getting there at a certain time. And I think I had arrived from, like, something else, and someone said, why are your kids still in their bathing suits? So I was like trying to, like, rush everyone and go pick up Caleb and get there, like, on time. And everyone was a little annoyed that I was already behind. So then, yeah, <laughs> I just jumped in the car with the girls. And I was like, come on, come on, come on. And then backed into the oh. car and cursed and then told everyone about it. <laughs> so um, there are plenty of times that we're getting out of the house with me there. And I really mess things up when... It's like time to go to school and everything, and I decide I'm a little tired, so I'm just gonna like sleep in an extra half hour. And it's like it triggers this snowball effect of everything really going wrong that morning. So, um, we're at the age like eight and six where I'm not in the bathroom when the girls are in the bathroom, um, for privacy reasons, and um, so that means that like I can't be showering like when they're using the bathroom so it creates like this like bathroom like uh, uh, line problem and um, and then usually like if I wake up on time maybe I'll get the cereal ready and but here I am now like sleeping in that means like the girls are a little bit sleeping in and um, and um, it makes it so that like for the 30 minutes that we have to get out the door, I'm like on everyone's heels, like, come on, you know, make sure you do this. And Bethany's like, okay, I'm brushing my hair. But then before she's done brushing her hair, it's like, make sure your teeth and like, do you have your homework folder? And do you have these kinds of things? And we're, we're so late. And if Sarah needs to be like grabbing lunches or I didn't even pack my lunch, which I never really packed my lunch. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> for doing that for me but it just uh sends everything into a tailspin and then even w when we get in the car it's like I'm so annoyed and frustrated and we're like late and so I'm not really talking and Sarah's like why is he in such a grumpy mood and the girls are like dad was nagging us all out the door and so we're driving away like in a huff of like frustration and like feeling harried and um and then it takes like you know, all this time, and then I'm, like, it happens to be the day where I'm behind a school bus, that the school <laughs> bus is, like, stopping, and that I barely true. have time to kiss the girls goodbye when they drop me off at school, and it's like, uh, I started the morning terrible. Ben and Jesse, you guys probably have great mornings every morning getting out the door. You probably don't have any stories <laughs> no, like no, ours. Not at all. Not at all. So you have how many kids? Five total. So I have two. You have five. How old is the young, how old are your youngest, they're twins, and your two years, two years old. So while we're trying to organize the older children, the two-year-olds are tearing everything down, dispersing it through the house. Right, but norm, normal day-to-day, -day, I go to work very early, so I'm out of the house by six, and then 
and you're having to get all five ready to be at school before 8.30. Well, that's, that's a lot to do. So that's where the checklist came in, you know, trying to have a time associated with a certain function and then having the older kids follow that. So can you tell us a story of, like, one day where trying to get out the door did not go so well? Maybe you didn't back into a van or <laughs> use curse words, but, uh, or maybe you did? <laughs> um, so... I am a little bit forgetful sometimes, and I forgot where I put my keys <laughs> one morning, and everything went really well, and we were ready to go out the door, and I could not find the keys anywhere. So usually if something like that goes on, my mom will come pick them up. But my mom had something to do that day. So I loaded all the kids in our wagon. <laughs> we have like a little train that we use. Um, Three little separate wagons. It looks oh, crazy. My <laughs> so not like a station wagon. No, right? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Like a wag like, like walk a on a radio sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> so I put them in their little wagons and we walked down Bridgeton. I think people probably almost had accidents. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some like heads whipping. <laughs> Um, like a fast pace walk because you oh, had to yeah, get we there were like half time. running, half walking, <laughs> <laughs> and the kids are like almost crying. Um, so we get there, and apparently all the kids were watching us walk up because they still like they remember that day when you walked to school. That's so funny. And like, I guess everybody must have seen us walking up because people were busting out laughing when we got there. Um, but after that, I put I put a tractor on my keys. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. We need one of those for us. I have trackers us. on everything now. Like, I'm never going to walk again. <laughs> wow. And it was after, what are they called? The ladies that stand at the corner. Crossing guards. After the crossing guards had just left. So, so they weren't even there to help you oh, with the traffic? traffic like, just started stopping it by itself. They just stopped <laughs> You needed some kind of award that day for making it all in one piece. <laughs> oh my goodness. Were you on time? Oh no, we were like <laughs> almost a half hour late. <laughs> That's great. Anything, Ben, you want to add to some stories? Or yeah, so, so I don't exactly remember where we were heading, but um, we were in a rush for some reason and pack all the kids in the car, think that we're doing okay, and we get to the destination, and my one daughter doesn't have any pants on, <laughs> and my other daughter doesn't have any shoes, so we weren't really sure what to do. Thankfully, we could carry uh, the little one. She's only two, so we could carry her around, so she didn't really need shoes, um, and the other one, her dress was just long enough um, to... It you, wasn't one of the older kids. It wasn't one of It was a three-year-old, so so she could get away with a little bit more. Um, her dress, her shirt, was just long enough to semi be a dress. Pass for like, yeah. Yeah, so that an outfit. Yeah, don't know how that happened, you know, because we buckled them in and you know should have seen that they weren't fully clothed, <laughs> but yeah, missed that one. That was a that was a fun day. Oh man. I'll just chime in real quick from a story from when our girls were younger, like, uh, I don't know, three and one or things like that. 
uh, it would be the worst, like, if we had to go somewhere and they had been playing with some blocks or some dolls and I have to come in with the news that they're going to have to be done playing and leave. And um, we just had uh, this uh, hard stage, particularly with, with our oldest, that um, she would get quite upset and be quite vocal and physical and protesting whenever I um, had to have us go. So it'd be like, all right, we're going to go to church. And um, you could tell she wasn't moving from her toys. So I have to go in with like the behind, like pick her up kind of thing. And she'll arch her back right away. And it's just like, she's in this nice Sunday dress with like, you know, frills, but then she just starts like whacking me. And this happened on more than one occasion, like whacking my face. And I said, we're going to go. And she would say out loud, like we have this, this phrase sort of imprinted in our heads because it happened many times she would say, no, daddy, I will not do what you say. Just like screaming it. And I had to learn very quickly that when I would pick her up in those situations, I couldn't have her face facing my direction because it was really easy for her hands to whack me. So I would try to do this like um, face her the other direction so that backwards whacking with the hands wasn't as effective at like um, her trying to implement her punishment towards me for ending her playtime and saying that we had to get in the car. <laughs> I'm guessing this was not Ava. <laughs> it was. It was <laughs> Ava? <laughs> oh, yeah. I could see spirited little Bethany. <laughs> nope, How it was, was definitely she? Ava. Two? Two? Uh-huh. I, but I do three. remember earlier, because I remember before I was a parent, I would always hear people talk about the terrible twos. And I would always say to Sarah, I don't know where they got, like, what about terrible ones? Because we're having a really hard year <laughs> with the one-year-old. So, And you guys have five, five kids, and, you know, sometimes I feel like it's hard enough to manage with two. You have five. So along the way, what are some of the things that um, you guys have sort of learned or, like, on some of your best days try to implement to try to get out the door on the day-to-day? Any practical ideas? You said you mentioned about um, the list. I'm really interested about that and like yes. how your kids. They must be good readers because mine really like, <laughs> have a hard time like reading the oh, no. list. It's a picture list. Okay. Picture oh, nice. Bag picture of. Well, I don't even know what is on there. Toothbrush. So I put the little time they have to have it done by, and then it's like a little dry erase thing. So I remind them of the time. You know, they keep checking the clock. And then they have to check off their list. And they love it because, you know, kids love using markers or yeah. stickers or whatever, you know. So um, so this is yeah. really interesting to me. And I think it's amazing that you do use the pictures because your kids are young. So, like, adults are used to, like, written checklists. But you've made it picture-based so that they sort of, like, know what they're looking at and know sort of the routine. Can you walk us through, like, um, like... So, do they wake themselves up? Do you wake them up? Like, how does this all work? Um, well, Connor wakes up the whole house, so I don't have to do that. <laughs> and then, um, Becky, she takes a little bit longer to wake up, but once once she gets moving, I feel like she starts, she's the one that almost, like, starts the list. Mm-hmm. Like, I might have to say it, but she'll keep them on track, because, you know, the oldest, a little bit bossy. <laughs> and you're out of the house, Ben. Yeah, I'm, I'm gone by that point. Yeah, 
Um, so when I am at the house, there's uh, there's actually a, uh, something that I, I stole from my work. So I work at a, a nuclear power plant, and they've got um, something that they call time pressure. And they don't want you to be in a rush while you're doing your work, because that's when mistakes are made. So I've had to learn. <laughs> it's, I'm still in process, but... To, to try to get rid of any kind of time pressure. And that's not really feasible, but um, you, you can do your best. So if, if there's a, some place we're supposed to be at, at a certain time, um, you know, that's really what's going around in your head. You, you're thinking about how can I get there on time? How can I um, you know, be prepared? And at, at some point, you just kind of got to give up and say, all right, let's make sure the kids are ready to go. We're not going to worry about the time. As much you know as much as you're possible but mm-hmm. you, you just give up on that and say um, you know, we're gonna make sure the kids are prepared make sure they're ready make sure they have their pants on <laughs> sure they have their pants on that's right that's right because that's the kind of stuff you miss when you're in time pressure, so. um, that's a good piece of advice for me to hear I don't know if it's because I'm like a firstborn child myself and I feel like I always need to be there like on the you know on the dot and so what you're suggesting is in in events or situations where it's really not as big of a deal to be there on time as possible try to take a lot of the pressure off the time pressure by relaxing a little bit about your arrival time and just focus on like you know you're together with your kids we're just gonna we're gonna focus on getting ready and if we're like 15 minutes late to a birthday party it's not the end of the world which for people like me might be a harder pill to swallow, but it sounds like something that would really help my family. Yeah, I went to a school that the, one of the slogans was, if you're 15 minutes early, you're late. So they they had held promptness and a very high esteem, so that, that's hard to overcome. Um, and maybe we'll get out of this stage of life, but... You listened uh, up a lot, though. You've gone with the flow a little more. Since having five kids, yeah, they kind of don't <laughs> have an option. Fairchild by fire too. Like right. people usually have grace if they see us walking with <laughs> our horde of children that they understand. That makes a lot of at sense. At least at this stage in life. Mm-hmm. So Jesse, I just want to go back again to the uh, pictures, if you don't mind the let list, because I'm sure some listeners out there, some moms or dads are going to be like, that just sounds so amazing. Um, so how can you try to come up with the complete list of like what the pictures are, and did you draw them, print them out? Do you have them laminated? Where are they in your house? Are they in your kids' bedrooms? Because those are the kinds of details that they'll be like, please let me know because <laughs> I need to try this idea. Um, I found the list on the Internet. <laughs> I don't know. I Googled a search, like, um, you know, like trying to get ready in the morning chart or something like that. And, um, so he laminated it for me and we use our little dry erase markers. It's in the kitchen. Um, it's in the kitchen low where the kids can reach it and we just keep a marker nearby. So it was a complete list that what you already found that had the pictures on it, mm-hmm. all the list of, if you found one that like worked for your routine. Yeah, there was, there were several lists and I, I, I think we might've removed some of the items from it. I, I'd have to have it in front that of me sense, recall yeah. what exactly was on it but we like if it was like make a cup of coffee yeah so we, we tailored it to what what we wanted um and then 
Yeah, there's only like five or six things on there. It wasn't, um, it wasn't too much for them to handle. And do you have any like um, reward system? Like, or is it just like do the list is good no, enough? They just for them? like the markers. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That is nice. Yeah. And so they each get their own color, so you know which one, like how far they are on the list. And they love it. They think it's fun. I don't know why. <laughs> And is there any um, time where, like, they don't really want to get through the list, or are they pretty much, like, do it every time without dragging their heels? Um, Connor, he loves just doing it every time. Becky, uh, she's so-so. But once she sees him wanting to do it, it pushes her to want to do it. They don't give me too much of a hard time about it. One thing I'd just like to mention um, for any listener that um, would appreciate this little tidbit, but there's something um, pretty powerful about routines that when you don't have routines, the only way that you can really lead your kids is verbally giving them instructions. And especially with little ones, um, with them sometimes not even knowing English like fully, like giving verbal instructions can really quickly turn into nagging and nagging can really turn into like pulling your hair out and you get frustrated, and the kids get frustrated, but this routine creates sort of like this procedure, like if you picture, um, an, like in the olden times, like a wagon um, going down a trail, it creates like some of the ruts in the path, so that like you sort of know where you're going because the ruts are right there. So I'm just like sitting here amazed, like I can't believe Jesse's kids will not even have to have any rewards, you know, or consequences to get this list done, but they're just like doing it and they're sort of happy about doing it. And I think part of the reason is um, the blessing or the peacefulness that consistent routines create. It's like, they don't really know another option of like how it could be, or like I could, you know, disobey it. I don't really do that because that's just the procedure. That's just what we do every day. And it can bring into a morning routine a lot of stability because they can anticipate what's going to happen um, with your young ones, just like um, uh, just like um, really s- safe place because they don't really have questions about what's going to happen, what's what's on around the corner in my morning. It's just it's up there with pictures. There's the marks. We do it every day. Daddy's not even home, so. Um, if any of you listeners are out there, maybe we could be giving a virtual round of applause to Ben and Jesse for <laughs> that. That's amazing. So, well, it got to a really bad point. <laughs> Things were going really badly. Have you guys been doing it for like a few months, a couple years? Like, um, I'd say half the school year was, um, we started the chart like halfway through the school year. Every day, like nagging, nagging all the time. So, all right. So, one thing that um, helps uh, us is um, talking about what might be happening the next day a little bit beforehand. So, let's say this might not apply so much for the day to day routine where you know you're just getting out the door to go to school. But on a weekend when there's like a random event or if it's like family vacation or I don't know, different things like that, if we save, um, if we save till the morning of, 
the event to like decide how it's going to be and like what needs to be prepared and what needs to be ready. Usually it ends up in like some frustrating chaos. But um, on the random times when I have a little bit enough of a for like foresight to just say the night before, so honey, um, we're invited to that wedding tomorrow and we have the kids going to the babysitter and um, we have to be at this time. So like, um, why don't we just sort of talk through like, when will we have to leave the house? What will the girls need? Um, and then I realize, yikes, you know, my shirt isn't washed, so I better do that tonight, uh, rather than, like, find out the next morning, or the girls need this, um, for their, like, nap time or something like that, so let's, and then we start doing some of those preparations in the evening before we realize that all of it has to be done that morning, and we're trying to get out the door, and that time pressure thing, you know, comes into play, that can sort of help us relax if we do some of the talking the night before. And sometimes that doesn't happen as much if my wife and I um, don't have a time during the week where we sort of talk about the week itself. So um, we've been getting into the habit only this year of spending maybe 30 to 75 minutes uh, once a week on a Monday night we'll sort of have um, a written list on our phones. We use uh, an app called Google Keep, and it's just sort of like a checklist that you can share and collaborate on. So if like an invitation comes up to go to someone's house uh, for dinner, or if like a birthday party comes up, rather than always having to like call and make decisions about all these kinds of things, sometimes we can take our invitations, and on that Monday night, um, if it's possible, we'll just say, hey, you know, your brother asked us to go down to the lake, this or that. Um, uh, we sort of have those things on our list, and then we can sort of, like, put on our calendar, like, what are we going to decide to do? What do we have to postpone? How our ride's going to work? Because we only have one car, and we don't have, like, this caravan of nice wagons like Ben and Jesse have that we can, like, transport our kids. No, no, just joking. But we only have one car, so sometimes, like... The problem is like, all right, if Ava needs to be here and Daddy needs to be here and Sarah's going to take Bethany to this, like just talking about all of that in the moment of needing to leave the door is really frustrating. But if we can just sort of take 30 minutes on Monday night um, to just talk through some of like what that will look like, um, all we need the morning of is just a quick reminder of what we already decided just a little bit ago. And... I don't know. Any thoughts you want to add, Sarah? Yeah, I think that's really helpful. I've really enjoyed recently. Um, we have to be at church pretty early on Sunday mornings these weeks because we both teach um, children's classes. So I've enjoyed just ironing our clothes the night before and having our outfits all situated and everything. We, we never used to do that. So I'd always be like picking the girls' clothes like right before church kind of thing. So now we have them all organized, and then on Sunday mornings, what I normally do is, as soon as we get the girls out of bed, I put their clothes on them, and then we go down to breakfast and eat breakfast, which on the school week, we don't do that. We, like, go down in our PJs and eat breakfast and then come up and start getting ready. But on Sundays, that really helps, because it just helps us, like, already be ready, and then get out the door a little faster. So that helps. That would be something nice if we could do that, uh, where we put the clothes on as soon as they get up. 
we've learned the hard way with two and three year olds. Yeah, we have older kids <laughs> at this right. point. Two and three, that would not work out. Breakfast, breakfast might end up everywhere. It does shirt. end up everywhere on the shirt. Yeah. So that, that's a lot of fun. One thing I thought about too with little kids is um, when our girls were little, what Caleb was kind of mentioning earlier about like giving them a heads up about being done certain activities, that was helpful for me. So to say to the girls, like, all right, if they're playing something, all right, in a few minutes we're going to be done playing, or in a few minutes we're going to get in a car, or, you know, give them maybe even time increments. So, like, in eight minutes we're going to be done playing and then come back and say in four minutes we're going to be done playing. In one minute we're going to put all these toys into the bin and then we're going to walk out to the car and you're going to say all right mommy thanks mommy or things like that so just giving them a heads up of what is what it's going to look like and like keep reminding them along the way just kind of um I think the word would be like scaffold scaffolding for them like what it's going to look like and what to anticipate and what their behavior is going to look like um I liked that with little kids with like two and three year olds Trying to think of what else has helped us along the way. That's great. Um, anything else anyone wants to add of like practical ideas that you've had along the way before we wrap it up? Um, <laughs> I'll go for my list. <laughs> um, I I like to problem solve like. When an event goes really badly, I like to go home and write, like, this is the problem. This is what I'm going to do next time. Because, like, doctor's visits, I'll do by myself with all five kids. And there's needles and things involved where, you know, kids are, like, shrieking. And if I forget something, like, say I forget my insurance card or I forget my card for a payment, it seems like the whole world's melting down. So, like... Whenever I feel like something, like a doctor's appointment goes really badly, I'll come home, like, try to figure out how to do it better the next time. And the last time we went, it went really smoothly, and none of the girls made fun of me. <laughs> the receptionist will always, uh-huh. like, joke. <laughs> like, oh, it's Jesse here again. <laughs> like, I'm going to forget something. Right. Or, you know, like, it's going to be crazy. But That's amazing, every time though. Every it gets a little bit better. That's amazing that, like, you actually write it down and then write out the, like, what you could do to, like, improve it. That's yeah, amazing. I'm going to try that. It really helps just to, like, prevent, like, just like you were talking about preparing the girls, like, try to prepare myself for mm-hmm. um, the upcoming event. That's really good. What else? Um... Oh, I, I ask other people all the time what they do. Like, what's your system for shoes? What's your system for, what do you do for coats? Like, little things like that can make things go sm- a little bit smoother in our house. So, we've got a I couple always... Of, we've got a couple of really great resources. The Tomlinson's. <laughs> the Tomlinson's. <laughs> the Gebhardt's. They've got uh, <laughs> a lot more kids than we do, so they've yeah. been there, done that. Um, they've got a lot of good uh, tips. The Bates. Bates, yeah. Bates uh-huh. are awesome. Would you guys mind um, just saying a little bit about shoes and coats? Shoes is a major problem in our house. Um, 
I can imagine. I feel like shoes for two kids is a major problem. So I'm interested, actually. Yeah. I mean, we don't have it. We don't have it perfect in any way, but it used to be really bad. There was just like tiny shoes everywhere. You could only find one shoe for each kid. Uh And um, then I asked Janice like what she does, and she has like it almost looks like little cubbies for for each kid for their little thing. And um, so I just tweaked it for our own house. Um, We do baskets. Each, well, the twins share a basket, and then each kid gets their own basket. They know where to put their shoes when they come home. Um, where are the baskets? Are they in their room or, like, downstairs? or? Um, they're all at the same place. They're right in the hallway. Um, okay. So they, we just crowd them all straight to the hallway. They unload their shoes. Not in any, I mean, it's messy, but at least but you still, know where it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> um and the coat closet is right next to that, so they just dump their coats in there. And any bags that we've had on for the day kind of land there. That's where they um, put their book bags, too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, same coat closet. And do they yes. hang up their, do you have, like, hooks for their coats and stuff in the closet, like, that they can reach, or you... How do you do that? Yeah, we do have hooks. They usually hang them on hangers, but they could just throw, they have hooks there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, a lot of times the book bags end up on the hooks. And then right. The jackets <laughs> on, the, on the hangers. There's a lot of jackets. Yes, <laughs> that is a, a lot, lot of jackets. <laughs> well, um, if you guys have more ideas that you think of later um, that you'd like to share, we're starting a new... Uh, online group for LFA parents of young kids. It's on CCB. Um, so um, all you have to do is go to lfachurch.org, push the button that says log in and sign on, and then just go to groups and find the one that says about young parents. And there's these little threads that uh, you can comment on and share ideas or respond to other people's ideas. So feel free to add to that. Um, and Um, I think I'd just like to have us end our time by pray that, pray for our families and for the ones that are listening as we're doing um, our getting out the day routines that number one, we would just have grace and space and like patience for ourselves, you know, that like we're in process and our family's in process and that the Lord would um, help us remember that he's not just like, you know, you don't have this all together and you don't have all these like systems you know and he's not like sort of angry with us but just sort of like uh that we can have space to grow and i really like what jesse was saying about just reaching out to other people like what are your systems for this that like we have each other as resources that can really like help and then i think i'd like to pray that god would help us in our families um to just experience his presence that in the day-to-day when we wake up yeah it's another day to like get our teeth brushed another day to get coats um but it's just also a day where he's with us he has feelings for that day he has things that he wants to communicate and that we would have an increased sense of his peace an increased sense of his presence um sort of like walking with us through the day to day so you guys mind if i just pray real quick over us and uh, the listeners so lord thank you for a chance um to uh speak together about um, 
this topic that we can all relate to about getting out of the door and the busy day-to-day. Um, we thank you for what you've invested into uh, Ben and Jesse. Um, we thank you for um, that and for the reminder this morning that we can just be okay to be in process and that when we have a hard time at a doctor's office visit or getting out the door in the morning to even go to church or um, that we can just be like, okay, this didn't go so well, but I'm just going to like try this and that you are happy with us um, in process, that you don't demand this like perfection um, that uh, will always uh, leave us feeling like shame, like we're not good enough. We thank you for your love for us, for your delight in us. Um, And we ask that you would remind us of those things when we have some hard days of getting out the door. Uh, Lord, I pray for uh, us as a group of families in Living Faith Alliance that we would reach out to each other that we would see each other as resources. Um, I know sometimes it could be hard to feel like, oh, like on Facebook, everyone looks like so happy and like so great and that no one else has problems and I have like lots of problems. Probably the truth is that we all feel like messy and that we're in process. And so Lord, I pray that you would uh, create an environment where we can reach out to each other as um, uh, 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 advocates of each uh helping each other and uh, then Lord I pray that in the busy day-to-day when we're getting out the door that there would be repeated instances where we feel like there's just a surprising increase of your peace or a surprising increase in the amount that we think about uh, your promises to us in the Bible Um, a surprising amount that we feel like we are able to understand what your feelings and your purposes are for ourselves for our children for the people that we encounter in the day-to-day. We ask that uh, you would increase a sense of what you're thinking about, that our minds would be full of the things that you think about. Um, Ask again for your blessing over these families in Jesus' name.